0: Here at the most useful podcast ever, we're very proud of providing information that will make our listeners smarter, happier, and more productive. Except that is for April Fool's Day. On April Fool's Day, we like to provide ridiculous information that will lodge itself deep in your brain, doing nothing, until one day you're at a trivia night or a dinner party, and you suddenly shout, snails can sleep for three years. Or, cashews grew out the bottom of weird fruits that look like bell peppers. Which is true and so, so strange. Please go Google that right now. Two years ago, we put all the silliest, most pointless tips we could possibly find into our special April Fool's Day episode and called it the least useful podcast ever. It turned out so great that it's still most of our favorite episode. In the episode, we tuned a guitar to a dial tone, we learned how to play a dumb cat game, and we even tried to explain to a millennial who Scott Bayo is. I can hear you now. That's great y'all did that, Jackie, but what's on this episode? I have no idea. Better start shouting at your coffee, y'all. It'll take more than eight years to create enough sound energy to warm it up. I'm Jacqueline Detweiler, and in case you haven't figured it out by now, you're listening to The Least Useful Podcast Ever, Volume 2. The reason we called you today, as I'm sure you've noticed by visiting your (laughs) P.O. box, is that this is the least useful podcast ever yet again, and we mailed you some stuff. What did
1: you get? One, I got a dirty look from the person at the post. office. (laughs) Kevin texted me for my address out of nowhere and then did not explain why. And that was about three weeks ago. So I've been checking my P.O. box (laughs) a couple times a week more often than I would have been.
2: I like how your only guesses as to what it was about was, are you sending me anthrax and I hope you're sending me cash?
1: (laughs) Well, either kill me or make my life better. This was neither.
0: (laughs) yeah, so I guess we should explain who you are for the listeners. Cameron Johnson, if you are a new listener to our podcast, Cameron was a regular here a few years ago, and then he doesn't work for Popular Mechanics anymore because he is in law school. So Kevin texted you and asked for your address, and you just gave it to him because you do that.
1: Yeah, well, I'm a trusting person, and <laughs> I expect to get normal things in the mail. Uh huh. Well, food. Did,
0: we figured you needed some. Yeah, how did that work out?
1: Well, so I went up to the counter and said that I, because I got a thing in my box that said I had a package. And the woman said, I think someone's playing a trick on you. (laughs) And then I got a giant cardboard picture of you and Kevin and Peter and a potato and two bananas.
0: (laughs) And what condition were the potato and the bananas?
1: The potato was covered in stamp and looked decent. The two bananas looked pretty bad. (laughs) <laughs> Especially the thing that I was most impressed by was the fact that one of the bananas didn't have a label on it, but the address was just scraped into the banana. <laughs>
0: So the reason we decided to do this is we heard forever ago that you can send potatoes through the mail. Like you could write the address on it, and you cover it in stamps, and you can send things through the mail. And we didn't know if that was true or not. And apparently, it is.
1: I think I'm actually the one who told Kevin about that a couple years ago. Well, then yeah, this, this is so fitting. Yeah, man. yeah. This is what I get for always trying to start a dialogue during work, Kevin.
2: Yeah, it's. I know. It's. You can't shut up, and then three years later, you get potatoes and bananas in the mail. <laughs>
0: You do realize this means you'll never be free of us.
1: No, well, that's fine. You know, <laughs> I, I made my peace.
0: So that's all you got is just, you got two bananas and a potato.
1: Did you send anything else? We did. We yeah, sent you a, checklist, you a checklist, on checklist on the postcard. But the only thing that it says that. You also sent an eggplant, a cantaloupe, a pineapple, another potato, a tiny trophy, and a $100 bill?
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. We sent everything except for the $100 bill. We were hoping you were going to get all of it. I
1: figured. (laughs) I
0: figured. But we we actually did send a tiny trophy. The tiny trophy went out the day of the blizzard. So have you been back to your post office since?
1: No, I, What did I check? I checked on Monday. I'll check after this call. Okay.
0: So there may be an update, I guess, on a future episode to see what yeah. else Cameron Johnson got in the mail because we did send the larger fruit we sent out through Hearst's mailing department and I actually went down to our mailroom to explain to these poor people what they were going to help us with. And they were very, very friendly. So thank you to the Hearst mailroom if anyone from there listens to this. <laughs> They were just like, are you sure you don't want to bubble wrap it? Like, I don't know how it's going to get there. We were like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's
2: fine. (laughs) We did wrap the eggplant entirely in tape so that if it starts... Leaking, Leaking, (laughs) or whatever eggplants do after a little while in the mail, it would hopefully be contained.
0: Right, because we didn't want to get eggplant all over someone else's mail, and then they accuse you of a felony.
2: But the one banana was dropped in a blue box, right?
0: Both potatoes were dropped in a blue box, so I don't know what happened to the second potato. (laughs) The and the bananas (laughs) were dropped in the blue blue box. box. Yeah, so it's amazing to me that the fruit that went into the blue box got there first. Yeah. And were the bananas
2: both pretty intact,
0: Cameron?
1: The bananas were intact, but they were pretty soft and they were black. So I threw them away in my neighbor's trash can. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Will you eat the potato? I also threw away the potato <laughs> oh, no. i'm not gonna just boil one potato that went through, the mail. <laughs> went through the mail you guys have now doomed me to having to check my mail every single day to make sure i don't have a rotting fruit <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: true. That's it's really gonna be true. good for you it's gonna be really good your bills are gonna be on time and if you get any invitations you're gonna get them very early yeah, yeah
2: exactly
1: what food item would potato. you
2: most want to
0: mail someone
1: i think potato is definitely the best one because it's just so weird. It seems like the one that's not in any way threatening, which makes it more uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. You know what's funny is when we were sending these, it was during the height of the mail bomb situation in yeah. Austin, which was very serious and I went over to put a bunch of bananas and potatoes in the mailbox in the middle of midtown Manhattan and I was doing it kind of surreptitiously and I was just like, I'm going to get tackled. I'm sure I'm, the NYPD
2: like <laughs> cameras automatically flagged you. And, I'm
0: sure they did. I'm yeah. probably going to jail at some point in the future.
2: If you put one more piece of fruit in that mail, they're going to arrest
0: you. I know. Well, I'm glad I wasn't putting big fruit in there because if I was trying to put In a big eggplant, they'd be like, "That's it. That's an eggplant bomb." Yeah,
3: I wanted us to (laughs) send a watermelon, but it would probably cost too much money. Yeah, how much money did you spend on stamps? it was about
0: 350 in stamps to send that one it was the banana that was covered in stamps because I remember we calling it the stamp banana <laughs> that was 350 well we just put 350 on it because like we use stamps.com for a lot of this to measure oh. how much things should cost we miss you Cameron
1: I miss you guys too and I would also like to point out that you sent me all of this because I'm a former co-worker but I bet you didn't send Matt Goulet
0: anything <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow just true. gotta get a jab in there we're so mean we're mean. To Matt Goulet.
2: Maybe you should just take off those canceled stamps, put some new ones on, and send the banana Let's to him.
0: Forward it to Matt Goulet, please. <laughs> well, cool. Well, thank you, Cameron, for putting up with our nonsense. Text us and let us know if you got your crazy other fruit. If
3: you got your cantaloupe and pineapple, <laughs> if you got I your will. fruit
0: salad. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.
1: Right. See
0: you guys. Are you guys ready to sparkle? I'm always ready, ready to sparkle. Kevin Farkle's more than I'd like to. All right, we should say have. what Farkling is. Should uh, we? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can.
4: Otherwise, it's probably inappropriate.
0: Make the
2: sound of Farkle.
0: Peter's sparkling right now. Actually,
4: not what you thought, I huh, listeners? <laughs> we have to teach you the rules because I didn't actually Farkle on that roll. Oh, you didn't? So Farkle, is a real, <laughs> it's a real game.
0: It's Peter's favorite dice game. So that
4: was
2: only an attempted Farkle.
4: Well, we're going to play Farkle, but you Farkle in while you're playing Farkle. <laughs>
2: okay. You're going to learn. So it's a verb and a noun. So it's yeah. like Yahtzee. We're like Yahtzee's the name of the game. Yeah, and but and it's the... so much
4: better than Yahtzee because there's not the annoying trying to get like the large straight and getting a zero.
2: But I like the cup though. Can I use a cup for Farkle?
4: There's a cup. I can't see it on the podcast, but there's a, it comes with a cup. Or okay. you also could get any a cup. cup. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Farkle, six dice, any dice. You don't have to buy a Farkle kit. This happens to be a Farkle kit because someone bought it for me as a joke. But you just get six. Scrape dice. together six dice. Yeah.
0: They are going to be six sided dice. I don't know if I have any. You can't dice have anymore. like crazy.
4: Not like Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons dice. Dice. Yeah. dice. Okay. You probably could. It would be less fun. The first thing with Farkle <laughs> is to know that you are going to hate trying to learn how to play Farkle. Explaining it to someone on a podcast, terrible idea. Playing with someone and teaching them that way is really fun. Okay. Okay. So when you play Farkle, you start with six dice, you roll them all. I'm going to do that to help you guys. Okay. And then so certain dice are scoring dice. One is worth 100. Five is worth 50. Then there are other ways you can score on top of that. If you have three of a kind, you multiply that by 100. So, like, three twos are in this roll, so that could be worth 200. If it were.
2: Oh, that's a pretty
4: good roll. Three fives. You got a one and a five in
0: there, too. It's not that
4: good. Uh, (laughs) You'll learn, Kevin.
0: Because you didn't farkle?
4: Well, you don't want to farkle. Farkling Uh, is bad. Oh, well, it sounds like I could have told you that. It sounds like bad. So, three dice, three fives, 500. Three fours, 400. Three ones, 1,000, though, because three oh. ones being 100 would be pretty lame.
0: So really what you need is like a scoring card to play Farkle.
4: Yeah, but it's an, you'll get it. You don't need a card. <laughs> oh, will I? I have faith in you. Okay. I think you're smart okay. enough to get it. Also, if you get one, two, three, four, five, six, that's worth a 1,000. Okay. All in one roll. That's the other thing. Unlike Yachty, that's worth the same as three on, ones? You don't build on a roll, so it's all in one roll. And if you get three pairs, that's a 1,000 also.
2: It seems like those are harder than to get three ones. Well, this is
4: the Martin family rules that we played growing up. <laughs> okay. I'm actually noticing on the back of this Farkle like, thing There might be actual rules that you never... They give different totals to theirs, but that's not how we're learning today.
0: <laughs> we're learning... If <laughs> you
4: guys want to play like with Martin my family Farcle. growing up, yeah. this is Ma- how you play. The Martin
0: family Farkle.
4: So I rolled these six dice. I have a one there. That's better than a five. You have to keep at least one die and keep rolling. So I'm going to keep the one. That's worth 100 points. I pick up the other five. In Farkle, you play to ten thousand, oh. and you cannot start keeping score until you get a thousand in one turn.
0: Oh! So after I get a thousand and
4: I'm on the score sheet and I'm playing, I could have stopped with what I had one hundred and fifty plus the three twos. So that's yeah. three hundred fifty. I could have just said, "That's great, I'm done, not rolled again." But now I need to get a thousand to come out. So I kept the ones. That's a hundred. I rolled the other four. Ooh, this is pretty good, guys. <laughs> I got three fives. So yeah. What's that worth? 500. Five hundred. 100. 500. Game will be over very quickly so with Jackie's scoring. <laughs> I'm
0: mad at this game.
4: So plus the one that I already had, that's 600. I have two dice left, so I roll these. Wait, how many rolls do you get? Until you farkle. So you farkle when you don't get a scoring die. Oh. So I rolled them. Oh, I got, got a, five. a 50. So now we're up to 650. I have one left. So but you couldn't a hit f- a 1,000, though. No. Well, when you get all scoring dice, you get all six back again. So if gonna roll this last one, let's pretend that's not a three. A three so is a farkle. Farcled. I just farkled. Okay. Say that was a one. Then I would have seven fifty. I'd pick up all six. And you just go again, and go again, and then look three sixes. So that's thirteen fifty plus a one. That's fourteen fifty. So I would stop because I'd be super excited that I now had fourteen fifty. So you
0: added what you did the second time to what you had to the first what existed before. Wait, but if you okay. farkle, you just lose
2: everything. You lose everything. So like if you decide to roll your two last dice again to get greedy and get more, yeah, and you farkle, more. then you just get zero. Then nothing.
4: Oh. Okay, so it's like the okay. so
0: farkling is like the bankruptcy square on Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, gotcha. yeah.
2: It's like a no
4: whammies, big money, gotta, <laughs> big, big money, big money, big
0: money. No whammy, no whammy, stop. So,
4: but now that I have a thousand or fourteen hundred or whatever, now that I've passed a thousand for my turn, when it comes back to me again, I could stop at three hundred. And that's where you have to get kind of strategic. Gotcha. You have three hundred. Is it worth trying more or just take it and keep going?
0: Question If you rolled a fourteen hundred or whatever that just was, do you get this fourteen hundred as your first score?
4: Yeah, yeah, you do. That okay. counts towards your first score. It's okay. just you have to score at least a thousand to start keeping score. I see. So we would play clockwise. I'm sorry, Kevin. That's fine. So oh, it's my turn. What's your
2: highest hand? Whoa. What is it called? A hand, a turn, a roll? A
4: turn. The Martin family keeps records. I don't have that, but there's <laughs> a little folded piece of paper with records from like 2004 and up. There's some big rolls. Where do you paper. keep that paper? In the bag that the dice go in. Okay, it's always handy. All right. Okay. So how'd you do? So
0: I've got two fours, which is a one pair but that doesn't count right. right okay and then i've got a five so it looks like all i have is five yeah because the other's a six two three and six yeah. So you
2: almost farkled
4: with
0: almost, six dice right? almost, which
4: doesn't happen a lot that's bad farkling. yeah that's all a right bad, so you have 50 and now you roll your five
0: okay i got a 50 and now i have i farkled guys what do you have over I there i have two pairs but the pairs don't you they have don't have count
4: three. only no, if you get you have three, have to pairs. three
0: pairs so i have two pairs and a two so I have Farkled.
2: Yeah, so Jackie gets nothing.
4: Jackie gets nothing. Wait,
0: I have
2: a question. Yeah. Let's say I roll and I get two fives and I keep on my first one because yeah. worth points. And let's say the next time I roll, I get two other pairs. Does that count as three pairs or no. is it only? all in one roll. No, okay. Kevin, Also Don't, you
0: don't wouldn't, be
4: ridiculous. You, <laughs> you
2: wouldn't keep two fives because that's just 100 just points. You yeah, might as well roll potatoes, hoping to get a,
4: like a one. At least a one. Or having more dice to get a three of a kind. So it
0: makes sense why some things are a 1,000. Do you know what I want to do?
4: Get on the board. Not... Keep not playing, playing this game on the
0: podcast. <laughs> so we should just say
4: how to end the game.
0: Yes, that's a good idea.
4: The first person to break 10,000... You know, you can roll as long as you want, but you break 10,000, you're done. Everybody gets one more turn. So sometimes somebody might get like a 5,000 point roll, come back and win. It's, it gets exciting.
2: So that's when you start to live dangerously as far as how many dice you roll, is if it's the last turn. You know, it's
0: yeah, the last yeah, one that's yeah, it. it. Yeah, it's not really yeah. dangerous because you have to do yeah. it. right. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, die. did you have fun?
2: Die, Are you going to Farkle this weekend?
0: I might Farkle. I don't have enough dice, but I, can, I know where to go. I fun. don't
2: think I have any dice. I mean, this, this can't cost more than $3 <laughs> at the store. If it requires going to the store, I'm probably not going to Farkle.
0: It's time again for your favorite segment, Earwax Facts.
5: Earwax Facts. Gross. The most useful facts you'll ever hear. Hey. Like the least, least they're useful.
0: They're least, well, yeah, the least
5: useful. The most least useful. Well,
0: yeah. <laughs> the least useful facts to ever make it through your earwax. <laughs> okay.
5: Earwax. Also known as cerumen. Ew. I think that that's... Cerumen? That's C-E-R-U-M-E-N. How would okay. you say
4: that? Like you said, it sounds good. How do you feel cerumen. about it? Cerumen.
5: Are you guys Q-tip users? No.
4: Yeah. Are you? I heard doctors say not to use them. You're not supposed to. You really aren't. Yeah, but, but I, otherwise, what do you do?
5: Yeah, I don't like having wet ears.
0: You have wet ears? I
5: like well, after you shower. Oh,
4: see, that oh, dries. I, I just so don't want like gross now. stuff in my ears. Yeah. It's not to dry it.
0: I actually had a doctor. He asked if I use Q-tips and I said no. And he said, because you have exceptionally clean ears. And I was like, oh, well.
5: That's a very specific compliment. I
0: know. And I do not clean my ears at all. So maybe my ears are just naturally well, unwet. That's what you're supposed to do.
5: One of the lucky ones. They clean themselves. Hey. Unless you interfere with Q-tips. But I'm not going to stop doing it. <laughs> Did you know that there are two different kinds of earwax and it's genetically determined? Whoa. So people from African and European descended peoples have wet earwax. I do have wet earwax. And then people who are descended from East Asian and Native American places have dry earwax. It's like white and flaky. Is that of, like
0: an oh. argument in favor of Native Americans having crossed over a nice bridge from Asia? Yeah, it's part of
5: like oh, what really? like to go, anthropologists hey. use to, to track where we're descended from. Oh,
0: neat. So that's a fact. <laughs> so, so earwax explains history, as I'm sure you didn't know.
5: It also can be used to figure out how old whales are. What? Because whales... Their earwax doesn't discharge; it just builds up over their entire like life. Like tree oh. rings, exactly. Yeah. So the older the whale, the bigger their lump of earwax. And apparently, you can figure out from like what color it is, like how much nutrients they were getting. You can figure out when they became
0: sexually active from their earwax. Mm-hmm. I wish there was like a photo of my face right now that would go along with the podcast. <laughs> I was just like, uh...
5: but that's the only animal that I could find
0: whose earwax does that.
4: I think the more useless fact. We should find out the sexual activity of whales based
0: on their earwax.
5: <laughs> Ten years apparently is when they become mature.
0: But how do you? Read I guess it would be different, wax?
5: different for a different kind of whales.
0: Yo, that makes it. I'm, two whales together, that'll make it into your earwax. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> Wait, didn't you say that's when whales become sexually active?
4: Ten years? No, I don't know.
5: Yeah, I well, this <laughs> one whale that I read about.
4: <laughs> I don't understand how you can look at this whale's earwax. I think
0: it's
5: the hormone levels.
4: Interesting.
5: Right, puberty. Yeah.
4: Oh, but just because you hit puberty doesn't mean you're necessarily doesn't doing mean your earwax okay standards? in the whale world. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I don't know much about whale romance. And uh, that's been (laughs) your wax facts. facts. That's been your wax facts.
6: That was useless. (laughs)
0: So by now, you've probably noticed that this is not a useful podcast, although it can be. I think that right now we're going to talk about Kevin's eyebrows and eyebrows on men are becoming more of a thing. Eyebrows yeah. in general are becoming more of a thing.
3: Eyebrows are. This is actually probably going to be, right be a now. more
2: useful segment than we realize.
3: That's probably true. <laughs> For all of our listeners trying to up their eyebrow game. You're trying to have your eyebrows on fleek,
0: I which was I'm just sure say, that you eyebrows are. on fleek. Then here is maybe how to do it if you're a man, so... I was reading online that for men, there's a new Tom Ford line of fancy eyebrow waxes and gels and gosh knows what out there. You can try that. Those are expensive. But I was reading some instructions and they said generally you don't want to wax your eyebrows if you're a man because it's very obvious that you've done something. So if you're trying to keep it looking natural, you don't want to wax, you want to pluck.
2: Okay. We need to take like five steps back.
0: We're not going to pluck your eyebrows right now. That's not going to
2: Well, no. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't allow that. But <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't even I don't know, know when you say wax what you mean because all I think of with waxing is like waxing your legs or something. Thing. It's the same thing. A, yeah. It's the same process. Wait, none of this is happening to me, right? No.
3: Okay. <laughs> I will oh, no. say, I think on men, oh, eyebrow wax could be useful for if you have a unibrow situation. The going unibrow on. can be, yes. Yeah. But, Although it makes your skin kind of shiny where you get waxed. Yeah, that's true. Which for, you can. For do our it. listeners who don't understand, and Kevin. Women will wax their eyebrows if they are of a different shape than they want them to be, and you just strategically apply wax to the hairs on your eyebrows, and you put a piece of cloth on it, and then you rip it off, and all the hair comes off.
2: Whew, man, yep. the, the, things, yep. the things women do. Yep. Is there like an ideal shape? Is it just to vary with everybody's face and features?
0: Here's what's interesting about it. It does vary with people's faces. It also, there's trends in eyebrows, which I don't know if you knew this. Um, So if you look back at pictures of women from like the 1930s and 1940s, they have like super
3: highly arched eyebrows. Right now, very thick, straighter eyebrows are in. Back in the 90s, women had very thin eyebrows too. And if you look at pictures of like women who were considered very beautiful in the 90s, they all have little tiny lines where their eyebrows should be. And Mm -hmm. now you see women everywhere drawing their eyebrows on so if you look closely you'll see a lot of women with what looks like crayon Yes, filling in. There's their actually eyebrows. also something called microblading. So microblading is sort of like tattooing. They put the ink on a blade and then they run mm. the blade through your eyebrow region and it creates a cut that then heals and that ink stays in your eyebrow, but it's only semi permanent because they're not penetrating that layer of your skin that a tattoo gun does. It's right. just So
2: you, you got to go in and get rebladed eventually. But yeah, like,
3: I think it lasts like three years. Well, here's the thing though: is like, what if the eyebrow thing changes? Yeah, the thing that I've I heard actually is that I think you think it want. Only lasts like six months. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not super I long. Think I read that it could last at yeah. maybe it was like what up to the maybe there's different levels. Yeah, people
0: are always like, you know, ours lasts a really long time. Yeah,
2: what about the threading thing? How does that work? Because I see videos of that like in the mall,
0: uh huh. That looks hard, it uh, yeah.
2: looks terrifying. They shouldn't be allowed to put those videos right over in the concourse where everybody's walking. But what does it actually do?
3: Similar to tweezing. Yeah,
2: what you like wrap the string around it and yank it?
3: Yeah, what it's a technique.
2: Okay, what are we actually doing to me? So I'm getting worried. Gonna
0: yeah, we're not going to do anything permanent. To you. (laughs) We have eyebrow gel, which is sticky and will put your eyebrows in a position that you want and keep them groomed. First of all, if you are a man and you have like those really curly long ones that stick straight out, like you should probably Mm -hmm. trim those because
3: those are crazy. Cut those bad boys off. Cut those bad boys off. Get one of your buddies to look at you from the side and see if any of those are flying out at wrong directions. You could take a comb
0: and like comb your eyebrow and see if there's like some really long ones and cut those off. But then you can use gel. There's colored gels if you have salt and pepper eyebrows and you want to hide that. You can also use just plain gel or so we got maybelline great lash which is a mascara but we got the clear kind which is also for brows so you have to take your glasses off okay yeah i still don't really off.
2: understand what's happening so should we do like before and after You're pictures to tweet fairly,
0: out i feel like i've never looked at your eyebrows before they seem yeah. relatively tame. organized and tame organized if you want to- <laughs> <if> you- <laughs> If you you wanted to have darker ones, you could go darker. You could totally go darker. Yeah.
3: I would say that Kevin's eyebrows, if he were a woman and going for the modern day look, his eyebrows are a little sparse at the front. Mm -hmm. So if we were Marie Claire Cosmopolitan and trying to do like beauty hacks, I would say (laughs) that Kevin would need to fill out his brows a bit with a very thin brow pencil using upward short motions that mimic eyebrow hairs.
0: Although I also read that eyebrow pencil on men should be used as a last resort because it can be pretty obvious yes oh man see how thin you're like browser? a
2: 50 year old balding man right there. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff is a lot thicker than i thought it would be yeah okay yeah. So, what'd you say this thing is called isn't their name that's for this? called a
3: spoolie yes so there's a little brush inside of the eyebrow gel which is a clear goop what i always do if i'm doing it is i brush them all up
0: and then i like smooth them over to do the one side. yeah Like I can can even use your finger to smooth them over to the side.
2: Should I raise my eyebrows as I apply this or try and hold them gentle and still?
0: So most people raise their eyebrows and or like if you're doing anything mascara-y, the thing is to like open your mouth because that's for your eyelashes. But you'll notice this if you ever see a woman applying mascara, a few people can do it with their mouths
3: closed. Yeah. But yeah, most people, I think, raise their eyebrows when doing their eyebrows. So given the shape of Kevin's eyebrows, I would say toward the center of his eyebrow, he should be going in an upward motion because that's where the hairs go. And then toward the outside, he should. Be brushing like outward this? as if he's like combing fully them. out? Yeah, as if you're combing them in the same oh, direction. Oh, I just put
0: on a huge glob and oh no. Okay. <laughs> oh no you also the idea with eyebrows I think you want the arch right over the center of your
3: iris like over your pupil
0: I read Allure's all about eyes <laughs>
2: I feel like it's going to be hard for me to do my left eyebrow yes. <laughs> my right hand
3: see I think it looks. his eyebrow looks good yeah actually the clear gel does help with the color what does it
0: really accomplish
3: it made it look a little darker I think yeah if you look at your left eyebrow versus your right eyebrow right now <laughs> His well, on. I can't. I I'm not his say. It's darker. In it the is way, a little darker. In the way that it's your like hair your gets wet. darker when it's wet. Yes. Okay. All right. They look, they look good. good. They look good. They look good. Kevin. They look darker. It's the new me. How does it feel, Kevin?
2: <laughs> like I've never seen myself clearly before. <laughs>
0: I debated doing this segment on this podcast, even though it's the least useful podcast ever, because it is kind of embarrassing. And I mean, we're going to see if you guys actually know this. So I can say all 50 states in alphabetical order, which actually comes in kind of handy sometimes. When? When? <laughs> you know when? When? Okay, if you're at... Let me tell you when. Let me tell you when. (laughs) If you're like a trivia night and they're like, name four states that start with I, you can just go straight through and get them.
4: If you're at trivia night and they said name the states in alphabetical order, it would also come in handy then.
0: The way this happened, should should I just do it it. and then I'll explain? It is a song. That's what I was. The way this happened is I learned it from a song in elementary school. And around the same time that I learned the song in elementary school, my mom told me the story of going to a bar and they had a list of fifty different things you could do to get a free drink, and one of them was name all fifty states. So in my eight-year-old stupidity. I was like, oh, this is when I learned this now so that I can get a free drink. And I have never been to a bar that has had this rule. So this is utterly useless. But I can say all 50 states in alphabetical order. I think you should
5: probably prove it. Okay.
0: Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho... In the- oh shit, I gotta sing it. I wasn't yeah, I'm, it. I'm counting I'm hearing it anyway. To okay, I gotta do the song. I, I know this song. You gotta okay. sing it. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana... Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, (laughs) Washington, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Wyoming. Nice. Very nice. Beautiful. Thank you. Do you guys know anyone who lives in Wyoming?
4: i did
3: <laughs> what happened he died <laughs> yeah i don't
0: know. cow trampling
4: i knew someone from wyoming i didn't know, know anyone. Who
0: Wyoming's supposed to be very pretty yeah also it gets the nice wyoming treatment in the song
4: it's true that was the that was my favorite part of your song texas
0: was also
5: texas is a texas good one got one also. its own little thing
0: that is a thing there's like people of a certain age all had to sing that song in school did you have to no yeah i did you but did but though yeah i never
5: got past georgia i think Really, I mean, like I'm sure I did at the time, but what is stuck in my brain is up to Georgia, and that's it.
4: The important states after that, who cares? You know, I don't know if it's five or six or maybe seven, but there are only small number of states that only use one vowel. Uh We should see if anybody listening can send us the entire list of states
0: of states that only use one vowel without googling. Fact, oh, yes, Googling. you could Google right. that. Well, You know what else they could send us is if they find a bar where you can <laughs> say all 50 states and you can get a free drink for that, you let me know because I like want to go. What happened
5: to the one that your mom went to? Did they just stop using It was those called ears? Howl
0: at the Moon, I want to say. it one of those in Boston. Yeah, I think they're like chains maybe, okay. and this was in like 1995. So I don't know that <laughs> they still do it. It was in Orlando, Florida. So, you know, hmm. maybe I should go back and try to find it. If you, you sing that
4: song at a bar, I will buy you a drink. <laughs> So it works. Brilliant.
0: Thanks, Peter. over this week's testing table last time we did our least useful podcast ever did we talk about Alex's desk probably we did Alex is the person in our office who is known for being willing to try pretty much anything
6: yeah generally if there's some chance to have a slight advantage in some way with very almost minimal effort I'm usually on board with it
0: and so this is something that you purchased of your own accord
6: absolutely yeah
0: and where'd you get the idea for it
6: I, think, I forget who had them in my family I think I saw somebody maybe It was my mom or like an aunt or somebody had them around I was like what are those there were these things and they were called yoga. Toes, And the idea was they're basically these little pieces of gel that you set them in between your toes and then it kind of spreads them out and flexes them out. And in my experience, it feels like super refreshing after like a day of wearing dress shoes or just pretty much any kind of shoes. And I generally hate wearing shoes. So this feeling of like wearing these is very satisfying at the end of the day. So I ordered them. They arrived and tried to, like, take them out of the package and put them in my bag so nobody would see them. I said, all right, screw it. And I just did, like, a little Instagram story of, I'm like, yo, it's going to be lit tonight. I'm going to go <laughs> home and put these on. And, like, three people were like, those are awesome. Those are so comfortable. So people are those really are awesome." Them? I got a lot of supportive messages, yeah. Okay. That's what social media is for. So
0: they have, I mean, there's a lot of five-star reviews on Amazon, I will say. We tried to get a bunch of these for us to test out, and Yogatoes never got back to us. So, if you happen to be our listener and you work for Yogatoes, which is highly unlikely, <laughs> maybe, send but, us but some please yo- send us some. Send us some yoga. And I
2: think these are like a special edition. They look like brass knuckles made of ring pops made of jello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is so accurate.
2: That's exact. Yes, because you know, I saw on their website there
0: thinking that the whole time while we were doing. Yeah,
2: this. well, actually, because you put them between your fingers, and then I thought, I wonder how often you do that too. Now that they've oh, been around your feet, but so they cool. do look sort of like brass knuckles. But then I was like, but they also
0: look like candy. Yeah, uh, Like foot candy. They stretch your toes out much more than they stretch your fingers out the way that you're holding them right now. Think, right, right. Yeah. Because like, look, look at this foot here. That's Those like, are splayed toes. That's some splayed toes.
2: As much as I want to make fun of these, I actually bet they feel really good. you. I can see yes. how this would be very satisfying. Absolutely. How
6: long do you normally wear them for? So when you first try them, the report is that a lot of people can't go longer than 10 minutes or so. Really? But yeah. you're sitting
2: still, right? Like, you pop them in, and then you're just hanging out?
6: So this is the thing. is like, oh, you just walk around with them? Like, no, you can't even really walk around with them. It's a strange sensation. Like, I'll try and get up and go get something from the fridge, and it actually will kind of feel like you're overstretching a muscle, basically. Like, you're engaging a muscle while you're... Stre- like, you ever had that feeling? Like, it's kind of this... Almost like a cramp that happens inside. Right, engaging yeah.
3: while
0: you're
6: stretching. Basically, put them in, kick your feet up. I was reading... Some people wear them in the tub because they're waterproof.
0: I could see that. Like I might bath. keep
6: them a little cleaner than yours are. Yeah, I think these are... Uh, <laughs> We don't have to make this about my hygiene (laughs) habits. They're not that
0: dirty, are they?
6: They look kind of gross. But yeah, man, I'm a huge fan of these things. I spent a lot of time in uncomfortable shoes, and then you get to do this at the end of the
0: day. Each person has a thing that they like to come home and they just take off immediately. A lot of people are just like, oh, I hate these shoes. I'm taking them off. If you're a woman and you wear high heels, it feels great to take your high heels off. Yeah. Well, I was going to say
2: in the winter, especially if you live someplace like we do where it's cold in the winter, and so you're wearing like your wool socks inside your shoes, and then your feet are definitely like very bound up all day
6: definitely I have slowly been converted to the Matt Allen school of like comfortable menswear kind of stuff you know what I mean like pants that have like stretch in them and stuff like that but I still like wearing like old school boots they're just I don't know they hurt at the end of the day like I know yeah what was me but yeah, that's what these are kind of for. I really like how they feel. Also, if you've ever been to a place where people are barefoot a lot of the time, I remember we were going to parts of Asia where people are barefoot and their feet look very different. Like they're all spread oh, out. Oh, that's interesting. Really kind of, oh, because you never wear shoes. Yeah. Well, oh, you're
2: probably more dexterous if you can spread your toes out more.
0: They tell you to do it in yoga, don't they? They're all, If you take a yoga Depending class. Depending on like, what you're, yeah. Yeah, they're always like, you know, lift up your toes and then spread them out and put them back down. And you're like, you try and you're like, right. Yeah, it's a wee, Maybe yeah. Don't do that. yeah.
6: Yeah, and also, I mean, for like surfing or just anything you do barefoot, where you kind of want to have your toes be well, gripping. Rock and
0: climbing actually, because you have to have like kind of toe dexterity. Oh, that, rock climbing. So yeah, that's a good point. I yeah. tried
6: doing that. But the rock climbing shoes oh, seem the like shoes, the worst to me because right. they do it like foot binding, basically. Right? Like you turn your feet, your feet into are a little kinda, claw. Yeah, yeah. that always freaks me out a little bit. So, point being, I'm not trying to make my feet prehensile or anything like that. <laughs> that's the word for like able to grip. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, prehensile or anything. But yeah, it just feels good at the end of the day. And also, I was doing some research on and a lot of people buy them Buy them out of fear of getting bunions too, which I guess is like it'll help counteract that.
2: What is a bunion exactly? I don't honestly know.
0: A bunion is when your toe bones, particularly your first and last toes, your big toe is the the main one, start to grow inward. So you have like a diamond shape to your foot. Yeah, it's like the bone goes out until it hits that big bone and then your toe goes back in. That's Um, what I'm talking about. I would guess that high
2: heels would exacerbate that, right? High heels
0: exacerbate that. Mine are a combination of genetics because they run in my family and also years and years of ballet
6: which is for them. so i wasn't able to verify this for sure but new york magazine had a little someone wrote something about this and apparently the washington ballet company uses them i totally believe that
0: if you took a point shoe off that's the first thing i'd want to put my foot in
6: yeah yeah and how much are they 30 bucks 30 bucks wasn't in the popular mechanics podcast budget this time but (laughs) maybe next time
0: well we bought a new mixing board which we're going to talk about on a future episode Yeah. yeah so this budget's been a little mixing yeah, heavy. I
2: have to say, if anybody from Yoga Toast is listening, you should make yoga hands because I've been trying to pick up playing guitar again. I taught myself once, oh. I'm trying to learn again, and some of the chord shapes, your fingers have to be able to kind of fan out. And I was just playing like two nights ago, and I was like, man, even when I played more regularly, I couldn't have made that shape. Like I was watching
6: some song I want to learn how to play, and I feel like this would help. I don't know if I've seen Henry Robertson's using him but the, the spring loaded kind of oh they have those oh, yeah of things. To, that's kind of not what you're talking about. I, I get what you're saying though. I think something like that would be really nice.
0: So are we all pro yoga toes i think i'm
6: pro i am too
0: yeah that's our show y'all the most useful podcast ever is produced by the staff of popular mechanics and edited by brandcasters inc at www.brandcastingu.com we'd like to thank sarah bentley and andy bowers from panoply and popular mechanics editor-in-chief ryan d'agostino please subscribe to our show on itunes while you're there leave us a comment we'd love to know what you think And if you want to read more about life hacks of all sorts, you should check out our website, popularmechanics.com. While you're there, you can subscribe to the print and digital edition of Popular Mechanics magazine for just $13.99 a year. I'm Jacqueline Detweiler. Thanks for listening.